Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On today's episode of the Light Path Podcast, I am going to share with you my experience of spending an afternoon with the one and only Drew Barrymore. Wisdom comes to us in the most bizarre forms and in the most interesting ways. So I can't wait to share with you what I learned on that afternoon. Hello, Light Path family. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I teased this episode a while ago on my stories on the actual day it happened where randomly I found myself up close and personal for the afternoon with Drew Barrymore. To preface this, I am not a celebrity person. Um, I once said to my sister in a restaurant that the girl that walked in looked like someone I went to school with. She happened to be Cameron Diaz. I definitely did not go to school with her. So I am the worst for celebrity spotting and knowing who people are. But I'm going to explain to you the random way I came to this afternoon and also the takeaways I got from it because although it was pretty exciting and cool to be in this situation, I was more blown away with what I learned just from observing someone that I think we are all familiar with. I adore Drew Barrymore. I love her movies. Some of her movies are some of my favorite movies. Um, So when a friend of mine, I was recently in New York and a friend of mine who I was there with said that she had gotten tickets to see the taping of the Drew Barrymore show. So the way it works is lottery. Apparently you put your name up and you might get picked to go. So none of this I know because I am not savvy in this way at all. So uh, I thought, okay, why not? So I went along with it. I like Drew Barrymore. Um, We were not uh, in the priority seating. So when we were lining up, oh my gosh, waiting to get in, it was pouring with rain. It was cold. It was miserable. And I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, what are we doing? We might not even get into the taping of this show. But it so happened that, you know, we finally got into the waiting room and it's this whole process. And even that was interesting within itself to watch how they do things. But as we were lining up to actually walk into the studio, they were seating people. And like I said, we were not in the priority list. But for whatever reason, I do not know why, we were ushered to the very front row. So there are four seats, four in the very front row of this really intimate studio. You'd be surprised at how small these studios are. And I kind of sat there thinking, oh my gosh, okay, we are right under her nose. We're going to be right in front of her. That's really interesting. So the show starts and out comes Drew Barrymore and the usher actually, or one of the production people, I don't know who it was. I don't know who any of these people are with their headsets on in the studio. She kind of said to us, um, I think my friend asked how long the taping would go for. And she said, oh, usually this long, but Drew likes to chat, kind of rolling her eyes. And she was so right because when she came out, it wasn't with this fanfare. It was just like she came out and she was chit chatting away to everybody and like when I say she was in front of me she was right there so I kind of got this really up close and personal experience of 
her as a person. And yes, of course, when the cameras are rolling, she's reading her scripts and she's doing her thing. But it was the in-between moments, the moments where she would talk to us and where she would engage the audience that you could really see the person who she was. And it was a really fun experience. Um, and I came away surprised at what I learned. So I want to share with you what I learned from my afternoon with her and observing her work. So I think to sum it up, uh, Drew Barrymore epitomizes Maya Angelou's quote of people will forget what you said and did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Uh, I can hand on heart tell you nothing about that show. I can't remember what the segments were. There was just a lot of chatting and a couple of guests. Um, so, but what I do really, really poignantly remember is the way she was able to make that room feel. I have never been in the presence of someone more just genuine and engaged. Uh, and if you watch any of her movies, um, she's exactly like that. <laughs> she's exactly a little bit like Josie Greasy. She's wise-eyed open, stares straight at you and into you as she's speaking to you. And she's interested and she's completely engaged. And I think that any opportunity you have when you're speaking to someone to be completely in their presence and completely engaged and gracious in that always leaves people feeling seen and feeling as if for that moment you were their focus and you were their importance. And that is definitely the way that she conducts herself. And so I didn't necessarily walk away remembering anything that she really said. What I do remember is the way that she was able to be in full presence of that moment and in those conversations that she was having. And also the graciousness that she holds, you know, really excited to, to be there and to talk to people about their lives and their experiences and and to hold the room with that level of gratitude that she had that she was just there. And when you kind of step back and reflect on it, you think, well, she's a really big movie star. Surely she doesn't really need to be doing this TV show or surely she doesn't need to be speaking to people, you know, like me, like she cares, but she genuinely does and is excited by life. And I think, you know, you couldn't help but walk away with such a feeling of warmth and inspired, really, really inspired to have that enthusiasm and gratitude for life and the opportunities it throws you. The other thing that really stuck out to me in that afternoon is, oh, I'm actually, I lied. I do remember one segment because this is in my notes that um, she was talking about um, a relationship in terms of love at first sight. Like, do we believe in love at first sight? All that kind of stuff. And so lots of people had very, you know, varying opinions and experiences of that, of course. But there was people just sitting like one row behind us and they'd shared their story of how just a few hours after meeting, they had uh, gotten engaged and 26 years later or whatever it was, they were still married. And, and, you know, I think Drew asked the most important question. She just looked at the woman and she's like, 
how did you know, you know, after a few hours that you, you know, how did you say yes, that you would marry him and this woman so beautifully and so simply said, well, every relationship is a risk. And that is so true. You know, you can know someone for 10 years and commit to them. And it's still a risk, um, a risk of life changing, life plans changing, people changing. You could know someone for five minutes. And I think that when we look at relationships that way, we can become kind of less risk averse because it's just a choice. And, you know, as we know, people change their minds all the time and it's not good or bad. It can sometimes get ugly. I get that. But every relationship is a risk. And it got me thinking, how often do I protect myself or ensure myself from the risk of stepping into relationships with others. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships here. I'm talking about friendships and connections with others. How often do we maybe get nervous about speaking to the stranger sitting next to us on a bus or in a bar or wherever we happen to be, where we're not really all that open to stepping into relationship with others? when every relationship is a risk. So I'm going to have that in my back pocket uh, probably for the rest of my life, I think, those words, because they're just so true and they're also so reassuring when on the surface they don't seem that, but they really are. You know, there are no certainties in life. And, you know, I say often that the only certainty or the only consistency is change. And so the emphasis or the heaviness that we often put on these decisions around the connections that we have and the people that we end up in relationships with can often be really, uh, I guess, marred or um, insured by protective mechanisms rather than just being open and flowing. So I kind of extend that challenge to you, you know, knowing that, well, if every relationship is a risk, what are we truly protecting ourselves against? And if we are protecting ourselves, it's really not the trust in the other person. It's the trust in ourselves to know that we can always change our minds and we can always, you know, flip the script or even work with the script writers in inverted common to make it work. I'm not at all advocating that we just go around and connect with people willy-nilly, but I am maybe suggesting or and maybe inviting just a little bit of space between us wanting definites and us wanting forevers and us wanting reassurances and assurances when it comes to relationship when at the every at the end of the day every relationship is a risk the other thing i took away from the afternoon was that you should really eat whatever you want in front of whoever you want. Now, let me explain why I came away with that. Um, I can't remember the segment again, but there was, Drew there was um, trying someone's food. And like she, when I say she's right in front of me, like literally right in front of me. And so they're trying this, this dip or this food, I think it was, as the cameras are rolling or whatever. And as soon as the cameras stop rolling, 
literally she has got her massive stick of carrot or cucumber or whatever she has and she is scooping this dip up like it is ice cream with the ice cream scooper and she's eating away in front of everybody and she's talking and she's eating and I was kind of shocked to be completely honest especially given that you know Hollywood or or people like that have a maybe reputation or there might be a stigma around uh, food and especially as women and it really triggered in me how often I get really shy and nervous to eat in front of other people and uh, I'm sure you know many of you listening may feel that way whether it be a body consciousness thing or anything like that. And watching her dig in to this dip, and like when I say dig in, dig in to this dip, and she was just like, I'm hungry. So she just ate, and I was like, that is so inspiring. Like, good on her. Personally, I just felt really, really inspired by that. Um, So, you know, if that speaks to you, you know, have that in the back of your mind. Just eat whatever you want in front of whoever you want. Like, let's drop the judgment of self. Let's drop the perceived judgment of others in what we're doing. And let's really enjoy the moment. If you're going to have some dip, really stick your carrot in there, you know, and scoop it up and enjoy it if it's enjoyable for you. Um, The next bit of wisdom I walked away with was that you get to choose your response. So there was a discussion about a woman that was left at the altar and this woman chose in that moment to say, uh, right, well, the party's paid for anyway, so everyone, let's party. And all her family, all her friends just spent the night partying away and it, it, the conversation wasn't necessarily around what had happened to her. It was around how she responded to it. And the, the fact is, is that no matter what's happening, we always get to choose our response to it. So we can be bright or we can be dull. So how bright can you be? when you're responding to a situation that doesn't go your way because if that woman had rushed home bawled her eyes out um and you know being really in a depressive state no one would have um begrudged her of that because of the circumstance she was in it's just purely awful but she chose in that moment in that night not to do that and hence not to bring the vibe down of anyone else around her either, which I think is also really important. And so just through that discussion, I really thought to myself, yeah, the power is always ours. And this is not something that none of us don't know. We all know this, but it is something for us to consider as we're going through our day-to-day life. When someone cuts us off in traffic, when the checkout doesn't quite work, when we're self-checkouting at the supermarket, when someone cancels an appointment or a date on us where we're meeting up with someone, how we respond is always going to be our choice. And am I going to choose light and bright and high vibe? Or am I going to choose dull and heavy and sadness as my response to that? 
So again, I put out that challenge to you. How can you choose your response to things that enhances your experience of them rather than depletes you of your energy? And I'm not saying that we need to deny the way we feel or sugarcoat our experience. That's not it at all. But it's just choosing in that moment to bring light, maybe rather than the heaviness that the situation does invite. And seeing people do that is so inspiring. So think about your experience in life and the times when you've seen people do this, when they have chosen light, when they have chosen bright um, over the more obvious choice of the lower vibe and use that to spur you on and see how that feels see how that shifts things for you see if you can move through things quicker or solutions are found quicker will be really interesting to try that out the very last bit of wisdom i took from this afternoon was that genuine truly truly does not lie i can't tell you how much this woman oozed her genuine self. Like I did not think I was looking at some type of performer or some type of polished actor. And it's because of that intimacy that she welcomed into her space of chatting with us and looking at us in our eyes and inquiring about us and then as soon as the cameras are on, it was exactly the same, but she was just reading from a script. So um, her genuine nature, it, it just doesn't lie. And I think all of us are so addicted in, in many different ways and for many different reasons to lots of different types of media platforms that are based on carefully curated uh, images, messages, and where people are now more than ever very much in control of how they wish to be perceived. And it was a really beautiful reminder that when that image or when that experience of someone is genuine, it doesn't lie. And Whilst we have this great capacity and power to curate our uh, image, uh, how the world perceives us, I think that we also have this really uh, heightened sense of awareness of when what we're consuming and what we're seeing just doesn't seem genuine. From this, I get really turned off by uh, people on the various media platforms that just do not scream genuine and genuine doesn't lie. Like you can tell when someone is truly being themselves. You can tell when someone is genuinely engaged with uh, maybe their content or their message you can tell when someone isn't and how quick are we to maybe distance ourselves from that 
you know, the world of media and the world of social media is really, uh, can be a dangerous portal for our self-esteem and for our own sense of self, where we look at others and we're in comparison mode of they have this or they look like that or they've done this, I could never do that. And so something that could be potentially so inspiring can potentially become really limiting. And I guess this goes back to you get to choose your response to things, be bright or be dull. So how, I guess, disciplined are you or how conscious are you when you're consuming advertising, when you're consuming other people's personal advertising through seeing what they just choose to put out in the world? How conscious are you of the genuine nature of it? And for one step further, how conscious are you of putting things out there into the world of you that are super duper genuine? I'm sure we've all had that experience of knowing someone who may have, you know, posted beautiful romantic pictures of them and their partner, and you know that relationship is terrible or that, you know, two seconds later they've broken up and it was all just this facade, this disingenuine uh, picture that they were putting out into the world. And I'm not talking about calling people on that because I think that we don't truly know the reasons behind people's intentions for doing that. But I would invite you again to challenge your tendency to do that um you know there's been so many times i've gone to do a story and i think oh gosh i like i haven't brushed my hair i don't have makeup on and i try not to to post then and that for me now is out the window because it's not genuine um and being unafraid or being brave enough to you know speak about the things i want to speak about this podcast platform within itself i guess you know hopefully is that rebellious act of my genuine nature being truly out there because it does not lie so to be around someone who you have a you know maybe a unconscious or conscious opinion of because you've seen her movies or you've maybe watched her interview or whatever it is to then actually watch them function and to observe them Um, And to see how genuine they are, it just reminds you that it doesn't lie. And how wonderful it is to be inspired by someone to show up as you truly are, warts and all, uh, faults and all, strengths and all, in that moment of just being really, really human. And like I said, in a world where so much is filtered where so much is you know prescribed where so much is procured for the palatable or the acceptance of others it's quite a badass really cool thing to turn up as yourself regardless of what other people are going to think of what other people are going to feel and more importantly, of how other people are going to respond to you. So that is just a snippet of my afternoon with the gorgeous Drew Barrymore. 
and a really unique, I think, opportunity. I got to be so up close to her, to really observe her in this way. I took so much from that experience um, to add to, you know, my consciousness and my wisdom and to really challenge me and, and provoke me and ultimately to remind me of really simple truths. And I hope that by sharing this, um, I can inspire you in some way in that wisdom that, that she unknowingly, I think, well, I, I definitely assume unknowingly <laughs> imparted on me that afternoon. So if you, I don't know, have anyone else ever met her or was anyone else really, I guess, taken by someone that they thought that they knew, um, whether it be through fame or not, and, and were quite, you know, in, in awe of their genuine nature um, and the things that they learned for them or not, you know, it'd be quite a cool conversation thread if you're brave enough to go into the Facebook, the Light Path community page and share that with you. But for now, I will leave it there. And as always, I am just sending you so much love, gratitude and light. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.